0: Welcome back to The People Show. Josh Elliott-Wolf filling in for Vic Nazar today, coming back from Seattle after the Seahawks game yesterday uh, where the Seahawks took care of the Browns. And we'll get into all of that now with Jen Mueller of Root Sports. Thanks for taking the
1: time, Jen. How are you? Absolutely. I'm fantastic, given this trade news for the Hawks today. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I wanted to start there, actually. So, uh, capping off of just a wonderful 24 hours for them, trading for uh, Leo Williams today. What are your thoughts on the deal and, and how he'll fit into the defense?
1: I think it's pretty awesome. I think this is one of those moves that can take Seattle's defense to an elite level. And they have already been playing at a really high level, but you add another pass rusher into the mix, And uh, a guy that is proven, he is a true three technique. And what you do is get more depth from those guys that always have their motors revving so high during the game. I mean, this is is a Pete Carroll special going back to kind of those Super Bowl years and and those NFC championship years where you had a lot of awesome talent and they were playing about 60% of the snaps. And I think that's probably what we're looking at with the addition of Leonard Williams.
0: So ahead of the deadline tomorrow like it, it feels like the Seahawks really clicking right now and I can't really pinpoint an area where it feels like they need to considerably improve is there an area of need that you feel they do need to address before tomorrow's deadline or is it just ride it out and see what happens here
1: i I, I think this was the big move and you know you hear Pete talk this is kind of The cherry on top, right? The icing on the cake. And you do that because you have an extra third-round pick next year as a result of the deal with Denver. It might be Denver's pick. It might be the Saints' pick. But you still have an additional pick, so you've got the luxury to do this. I don't know that you're looking to backfill anything else. I don't know what the market would necessarily lend itself to right now. I think Seattle feels pretty good about what they've been able to do. And we have already seen their depth, particularly on the offensive line. I, I don't foresee them making any more moves.
0: Uh, so yesterday, again, wonderful 24 hours for the Seahawks. Beating the Browns, Niners lose, Seahawks find themselves at the top of the NFC West. San Fran going through this rough patch. As a whole, the NFC kind of feels like it's, it's up for grabs right now. How do you feel about Seattle's position in the conference as we reach the, the halfway point of the season here?
1: Well, you have to feel good. I mean, Seattle's won five of six. You've taken advantage of some 49ers' struggles to be at the top of the division. And after week one and losing to the Rams the way they did, that is certainly not what it felt like early on. There were a lot of questions. And I think the Seahawks have done it against some pretty tough teams. We're now seeing where Cincinnati was You know, in terms of how close that game was, the Bengals coming out on top, but now you realize that Cincinnati really had turned the corner, and that was a good team that Seattle took down to the wire. The Browns defense, the best in the league, and you put up a ton of yards, and you did it through the air against a team that doesn't usually allow opponents to pass. So I think that there's a lot of good things, and Seattle has weathered a number of injuries, particularly on the offensive line you feel pretty good about what they've done and the cohesion that they now have with all of their new pieces and the way they are playing and the way the chemistry is showing up.
0: Yeah, so speaking of new pieces, uh, JSN yesterday getting the game-winning touchdown. It feels like his role is kind of like developing on this offense as the season goes on. Do you see that continuing? Like, Is he going to just keep keep being a, a bigger and bigger part of this offense as the season continues?
1: Yeah, I would think so. And I think it's also going to be a tale of two, I don't want to say halves, because I, I it wasn't quite a half, but it's going to be a tale of, of two different seasons for him. He was not 100% coming out of training camp, and he played the first few weeks of the season just after having surgery on his wrist. So the fact that he was out there and that he was gutting through it and dealing with a couple of pins in his wrist, You know, that says something about his toughness, his dedication to be on the field, but you've really seen the productivity tick up in the last few weeks. And actually, even more important than yesterday's game was last week's game when DK Metcalf wasn't playing and you really needed JSN to come up big. He did last week, and I think that confidence helped him yesterday. I would love to see him work out of the slot just a little bit more. And I I know that they're trying to get the ball to him. They expect him to take on larger roles. And and I think uh, you're going to steadily see that increase over the next couple of weeks.
0: So he he's one of the the main young pieces, obviously, but I, I believe this roster is it's the fifth youngest in the NFL, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, and it just kind of feels like they have this certain like swagger about them almost, and and kind of a chip on their shoulder. Um, like they were a team that was predicted to do well, but maybe not win the division. How much do you think that that swagger and kind of attitude and the affirmation of of being at the top of the di- the division right now can do for a young roster like
1: this? I think it is watching, you know, I don't know if it's about being at the top of the division. I think it's about listening to the vets in the room who have been there before and can assure them that they are on the right path. Bobby Wagner, Jaron Reed, now Frank Clark, all who have been with the organization. They left for a point in time. They came back to the organization and the way that they talk to those guys is just different. Right, They know what it takes to win here in Seattle. They know what it takes to stay at the top of the division. They know what's going to come in the second half of the season. The Seahawks have already had their bye. There there are no breaks from here on out. So you're going to have to keep playing at this level for the remainder of the regular season. I do think that last year's rookie class and this year's rookie class, it's a special group. First of all, they were very large classes. We didn't see drafts with that many picks for a long time because of various trades and deals that were done. There there has been an influx of young talent. They, as classes, last year's rookies, this year's rookies, they have bonded together in a really special, cool way. And Pete said this a number of times. It's kind of a continuation from last year. So you're not wrong in what you're feeling and that swagger and that confidence. I just think that some of the some of the older voices in the room have a a pretty good influence on the amount of confidence this team is playing with.
0: And it does feel like the the outside looking in, like people around the league, are kind of starting to buy in, especially with the move they made today for Williams, like to what the Seahawks are building here. And especially again mentioning the Niners, they they're struggling, falling down a bit. Um, but there is this this four game stretch coming up, not not in the next couple weeks but from week 12 to week 15 that it kind of feels like we're going to see who the the true Seahawks are and and who they can be where they play the Niners twice they play the Cowboys and the Eagles how crucial of a stretch and obviously you got to get through these next few weeks before then but how crucial of a stretch is that going to be for for kind of gaining some some public clout I guess in the in the public perception.
1: You know, two of those games are going to be primetime games. You host San Francisco on Thanksgiving. You play at Dallas the next week on Thursday night. I mean, I I think that that in and of itself gives the team all of the the recognition and the national attention, right? Everybody's going to be watching those games. I don't know that Seattle cares about the national recognition. In fact, I've been with this team a very long time, and they were very content to be overlooked in the year that they went to the Super Bowl um, and won it. And, and I do think that there's a little bit of uh, of that underdog and a little chip on their shoulder and a little bit of go ahead, overlook us, see what happens, because um, that's just what gets them fired up. That helps them um, to play, and, and they like to prove their doubters wrong. So it'll be a big stretch. I will also say a lot can change between now and then. So. I am terrible at looking into the future and predicting big games because, I, you know, I, I just I'm bad at accounting for who comes back and who's going to get hurt and what happens in the standings.
0: It's always tough. It's always tough. Hey, Jen, uh, really appreciate you taking the time and enjoy the rest of the season here. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. She is Jen Mueller uh, of Root Sports. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Talks Sports. I do think uh we talk about the Seahawks by the way it is the people show with Josh Elliott will filling in for Bick Nazar speaking of the Seahawks he was at the game yesterday with one Satyar Shah who if you haven't seen it go to Bick's uh, Twitter and you'll see just how sat was feeling yesterday at the game tough look. tough look for Satyar Shah
2: he's an absolute savage
0: Bick for like dude imagine yeah. imagine someone had a had a camera on you when Aaron Rodgers got injured
2: yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that would suck.
0: That's your, that's your lowest. I guess this isn't his lowest moment as a Browns fan. But when you go to a game and like it was close, you have high hopes. You're surrounded by Seahawks fans. Surrounded by Seahawks fans. You want to walk out with a with a strut and he didn't. No. He walked out with a
2: Credit to him though. He's stuck in there like a champ.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he had fun. Yeah. Uh but it does feel like the Seahawks they they just have this vibe around them that some teams get where it's just like, man, this team if they click and they and they get things going at the right time they could really really do damage and especially we mentioned it a bit with jen there in uh when we we're talking to her the niners have been struggling brock purdy has not been that guy maybe it's concussion-based who's to say uh op here uh producer victor gaucher is a little sad niners fan but lost to the vikings and then lost to to the Bengals as well it's it's tough, and that's a team who like you l- you look at them and you still know that especially when the playoffs hit, they have that defense they can they can just be stifling, but maybe they're showing some um, gaps in the armor at the moment, and other teams are taking advantage and the Seahawks find themselves at the top of the division I it, it feels like the conference is more wide open than we might have thought. Preseason, where it just kind of felt like it was the Eagles and Niners.
2: I still think it's the Eagles to run away with.
0: I I don't know if it is. Like they they've been good, but they been haven't been good. they haven't been dominant. They're seven and one. Tush
2: push has been dominant. Uh, I
0: mean, fumble this week.
2: Well, once. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: One percent of the time it fails. That's all we need to know. So that when they hit the playoffs and they have a tush push to win the game, that's going to be the one percent. Maybe maybe. Um, you want to get into our bet? Yes. So our lasagna bet. All right. To, to
2: catch people. You go ahead and catch people up. So before the season began, actually when uh, all the free agents and frenzy, uh, free agent frenzy was going on in the NFL, uh, I made a bet with you. Yes. That the Chicago Bears. Specifically right after the DJ Moore. Tree. Yeah. Would be a top three team in the NFC. Now, granted, I know this is a long shot bet. But I wanted to make it with you because you were riding the high of your lasagna bets. And you were two for two. And you didn't have to eat these massive trays of lasagna. I was in my lasagna bet era. We're talking about Adam Savage man versus food levels of eating from you. That would be required. I was if always in putting fact, a family size lasagna on the line. Yeah. If in fact the Chicago Bears or the Chicago Bears would indeed be a top three NFC team. We all know it was a long shot. That's why the odds were what the odds were. And that's why I only have to eat four servings. So it's not looking good for me, Josh. No, I I'll be say honest with you. I wouldn't say Justin is. Fields is not the quarterback right now. It's badget. Even when it was Justin Fields though. Yeah. we were not going swimmingly. I understand. Look, I was going to do a double or nothing.
0: What was the double or nothing going to be?
2: That they would have a better record than the Vikings. Hey, Vikings don't have a quarterback That anymore. may still happen, but I'm going to take my lumps here, Josh. Uh, I concede. This is not going to happen. I'm throwing a GG it's on over. the bet. It's over. You sure you don't want a double or nothing? I'm 100% Eight sure. Servings? And for all those people out there, it's like, oh, it's a soft bet, blah, blah, blah. How much food would you put on the Bears being a top three NFC team. Not yeah. a whole lot.
0: It's got to be skewed in, in some way because I was taking the favorite for sure. So here's
2: what we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not paying for your, lasagna, no, you're not. By the
2: you're way. not. Uh, I love myself some Trader Joe's. So I'm going to buy four servings of the Trader Joe's lasagna. I'm going to, and eat them.
0: Do you know how, how big those are? No. Or is it like a, si- it's a single serving. No, obviously Um,
2: the kind you take to work. Throw in the microwave. Right. And defrost. Okay. So I need four of those in one sitting.
0: And are we going to – I guess we'll have to stream it in some way. If
2: people want to watch me eat, we'll do a mukbang. Sure. Why not? <laughs> right.
0: um,
2: uh, but that's the end of that.
0: Did bit. you know that the uh, Trader Joe's lasagna is a product of Canada?
2: A lot of things from Trader Joe's are a product of wow.
0: Canada. Wow. Now we know. Um, all I can see here is that their regular one is two pounds.
2: So that's eight pounds of food?
0: I don't think you're getting a two-pound one. I think that's just their regular lasagna. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: I think that two pounds of lasagna sounds like a single serving to me.
0: Okay, sure. Eight pounds of lasagna. That sounds rough. I don't know how much a family size from Trader Joe's would have been then.
2: Wouldn't have been from Trader Joe's. I'll tell you that for
0: free. Oh, dude. I was already, like, doing... Well, I did some preemptive research on...
2: You're going to our friends at Loblaws.
0: uh, Yeah. I I was doing preemptive research on which family size was the smallest family size still would have been a lot it would have been a lot but I wouldn't have been going for like how big can we make this <laughs> uh but yeah we'll have to figure out a way I bet to... you're
2: feeling relief hey eh? you're three for three and your lasagna bets. I mean
0: it wasn't even like it was such a long shot that there was never a point where I was like not oh, even in the off season you're not off even the in the, the off season. good no I was like I, I've never been high on well, I shouldn't say I've never. You've never, never been, been high?
2: high?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I've never been high on Justin Fields. Um
2: was Justin Fields.
0: Yeah. Uh even after last season to end the year, I just I didn't buy in completely, so I was always a level of confident that my take would work out. So I'm fine with it. But I do feel like there's a lasagna sized hole in my heart. And now <laughs> now I have to go in like you need to fill it. I need to figure out a new bet to put on the line. Probably something Canucks based, but I gotta I gotta think about it. I was thinking of maybe doing like I'll lead a family size lasagna and I'll do it later in the year to see where the Canucks are at. If they either here are my two options. A, don't make the playoffs if they're in a pretty comfortable right. spot, or B, don't trade their first round pick this year. Ooh which seems sneaky like if they're in a playoff spot and look like they're playing well and comfortable i wouldn't be surprised if they trade the first round pick that's all i'm going to say but we'll see uh that might be a december january josh call uh did we wanna do we want to do we got to do
2: guess the lines we to as well yeah guess the lines you okay the lines? i'm
0: ready i'm all jacked up
2: by the way the Canucks don't have a 2024 first so we... or do they no, they, they, do. Do. they do they do, they do. I was okay. like, I'm this is checking. news to me. I'm just checking. All right. I'm testing you. It's fine.
1: Uh, all right. You know how this works.
2: I read out some lines from this week in the NFL. You have to guess uh, what the line will be. If it is wrong, we will play the wrong buzzer. Elon? or no. This is Victor over here. Uh, by the way. No, you need to put up my computer, uh, my friend. Uh, we'll play the wrong buzzer. And if it is right, uh, Tariq Woolen will chime in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I love Tariq Woolen. Well. Uh, let's start things off uh, with – oh, this is a big one, uh, Josh. Uh, it's the Dolphins at the Chiefs. The what Dolphins the line? at the Chiefs.
0: Patrick Mahomes didn't look good this week. That was a flu game. Flu game. Well, it was it was what a flu game should be where he uh, was sick and didn't look very good. Um, I'm still going to say Chiefs at home playing the Dolphins.
2: I'm going to say the Chiefs minus one. Ooh. Uh, It was Chiefs minus two and a half. Dang. (laughs) I almost said it, but I was like, you know what? Maybe they're giving the Dolphins more credit. Uh, My Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. What is the line? Chicago Bears at the New Orleans
0: Saints. Justin Fields has been ruled out, by the way, I believe. Um, So I'm going to say Saints. How much do they hate the Bears? A lot. Saints. I hate the Bears a lot. And the Saints aren't, like, they're not bad. No, they're not. I'm going to say Saints by nine. Oh.
2: Is that too, too much? much.
0: Uh,
2: Saints minus seven. Ah. Your Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. What is the line? Okay. So they're accounting for no Kirk Cousins. Nope. But would they be
0: underdogs? They got to be underdogs. They're underdogs. Falcons. Falcons by. Honestly, if it's anything over. Hmm.
2: I'm gonna say Falcons by four. Oh. We're close, buddy. Falcons minus five. Dang. I did. Uh, I did. Honestly, Vikings might be a good pick. Might be. Well, it depends who's playing quarterback for that. Uh, the hometown Seahawks against the Baltimore Ravens. Catch that game on SportsNet six. Is it in Baltimore?
0: It is in Baltimore. It is in Baltimore. Um I. Don't know, cause like the Ravens are coming off. That's a good answer. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not gonna say. Uh, I want to say the Seahawks are favored. No, they're not. No. Oh, okay. Ravens by. Ravens by two.
2: Dude. you might <laughs> bring Bick back? You're Am I just bad at this? at this? You're terrible at this. I mean, this is Bick's thing, man. Uh, it's a clash of NFC behemoths. Uh, it's the Cowboys at the Eagles.
0: Wait, wait, wait what, was the, what was the what was the Ravens? Minus Seahawks? five and a half.
2: Minus five
0: and a half for yeah. the Ravens? Yeah. That's way too much. You think? I think so. I don't know. I'm not gonna tell you guys what to think. What was the what was the next one, sorry? Uh we have Cowboys at Eagles. Dang. I maybe I just gotta stop overthinking. Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles by three. Eagles by two and a half.
2: Actually sorry, what what was your first answer? Eagles by three. Oh yeah, oh yeah oh you got one okay there you go tariq will and approve oh, yeah, oh yeah can stay away i'm yeah. cooking uh with gas apparently uh, where's the jets line i need to bring myself i can't find it by I the didn't...
0: way i uh, did get a question from silver and black I. what's that do the vikings go uh quarterback shopping for someone or do they have a fire sale i think it's too hard to like have a fire sale this close to the re uh the okay. deadline so I think they're just going to kind of run it as is. I don't think they bring in a veteran quarterback, though. I think they just keep Jaron Hall and hope it works.
2: It won't. Keep handing the ball off to Cam Akers and throw it to Jay Addison.
0: Yeah. Jefferson might come back.
2: Uh, is it Jay Addison?
0: Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Uh, Bills at Bengals. Bills at Bengals. Bills at Bengals. Uh, can you tell me who the favorite is? No. I want to say the Bills. It's at the Bengals. I still want to say the Bills. Ah, but, ah, okay. I'm going to go Bengals by one.
2: It was Bengals minus three. Bengals
0: minus three. Man,
2: I don't know. Uh, Let's do one more just for uh, bits and giggles. Uh, Cardinals at Browns. Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland Browns. I was going to say Arizona. Cleveland by six and a half. It's got to be more, right? It's eight. Eight. It's eight. You know what? End on a make. Tonight's game. I'm not gonna Raiders at Lions.
0: Make. Tonight's game. Yeah, Raiders wow. at Lions. I definitely could have looked at this. Lions
2: by six. Oh.
0: <clears throat>
2: Lions by seven. I wanted to play. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. One more time, but. Well, you still.
0: You did it. Not. You did it. It's all uh, So I, haven't, I got one. Honestly, whenever
2: I I don't do guess the lines often,
0: but when I do, and I get one. That's
2: a win for me. You're a, you're a part of the rich tapestry of Guest the Lines. Oh, don't you know it? Back in the day. You were uh, heavily I, featured on the intro. I was a vocalist, yeah. some would say. What what did you say? Reach deep doesn't have this production value?
0: No, it was uh that was someone else who guess said that. The I was uh you I'm the intern and they needed singers, guess because yeah. I was an intern yeah, at yeah. the time. Yeah. Wow. Back in the day. And now I'm on air for well, a that, day. That was fun, Josh. That was fun. Uh thank you to everyone listening, chiming in on the six fifty six fifty. Dunbar Lumber Tech, Line, you can always find the podcast for The People Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Download it there. Um, Conveniently split up into hockey sections and football sections for your listening pleasure. Uh, Thank you to Dominic Tremadie, Victor Gauthier for producing. Uh, And once again, thank you to everyone listening. This has been The People Show. I've been Josh Elliott-Wolf on Sportsnet 650.